When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's January 20th, 2023. And listen, if you pushed play on today's episode, just know that you've already gotten a shiny gold star for today. I am so excited because today we get to welcome back my friend and superstar awesome and my yoga accountability partner, Kate Nixon Anania. Kate, welcome back to Sorta Awesome. Thank you, Meg. I am so thrilled to have this conversation because we are going to be talking about something that is probably on the minds of most all of us. And all of us maybe have various feelings, some happy, some sad, some scared, some big feelings, because we're going to be talking about money. And actually, Kate, you had this idea. You were like, you know, I've written this book. Just as a reminder, you guys, if you haven't heard Kate on the show before, Kate is the author of 20s in Your Pocket. A 20-somethings guide to money management, which we have talked about on this show before. It is fantastic. A great guide for any new adult who's launching into the world. And honestly, it's a great guide for some of us older adults too. <laughs> Beginner guide. Yes, exactly. But Kate, you've been talking about personal finance for years. And so you had this idea of like, hey, you know what? January is kind of a good time to talk about money. What do you think? Are you open to it? So you have been talking about this for a long time, right? I have. I started coaching and writing about personal finance in my mid-20s, really as a response to me having no idea what I was doing and then figuring it out and wanting to share with other people. Yes. Especially women, right? Women in their 20s. It's not that bad. We can do this. It's not as scary as I thought. We can handle it. Yes, exactly. And we're going to link in the show notes if you guys want to go back and listen to what Kate has talked about for us before on this show when it comes to money. But it is, it's the start of a new year. We have, you know, a lot of energy as we're thinking about what do we want to be different in our lives in 2023? And because money can come with so many, well, it comes with a lot of baggage, right? For a lot of people, it may be one of those things where we're fixing up the house, we're cleaning out our closets, we're reorganizing the spice cabinet, like we're doing all of these things to get into a steady footing for 2023. But money may be one of those things that we're not that excited to talk about. However, you guys, you know, if you're listening to Sort of Awesome, you know we're going to bring an awesome approach to money. Kate is the perfect person to talk about money because she makes all of this so approachable and so low stress. And the more we know about a topic, the more empowered we are. And that's what Kate's all about. So Kate and I are going to be talking all kinds of ideas and approaches to how you're going to think about money in 2023. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. 
Welcome back, awesomes, to the show that loves to support you in becoming smart, strong, and social. If you have been looking for amazing women to connect with and a community that is going to support you no matter what age or stage of life that you are in, I am so thrilled to tell you that you have come to the right place because Sorta Awesome is not just a podcast, although we do love to be in your ears every single Friday. We are also your community on the go. And speaking of that, here we are at the start of a new year. If you have not joined us yet in our Sorta Awesome Hangout over on Facebook, we would really love to have you join us there. The Hangout on Facebook is the heart of our community. We have so many conversations daily where women are coming together to support each other with recommendations, with advice, with feedback, with support. We are there with you no matter what you are going through in your life. And you get to offer your advice and expertise to other awesomes in the Hangout. So if you haven't joined us, come over to Facebook, just search Sorta Awesome Hangout. We have links in the show notes. It's a great time to join us. Kate, you're a longtime member of the Hangout and a very active member of the Hangout too. You're always providing all kinds of good stuff over there. And we're always so glad to have you. I know you are definitely one to pop in with some threads. Usually, well, you haven't done this in a while, but a Trader Joe's recommendation thread, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we always have good conversations going. And so we'd love to have you. It's a great time of year to join. So Kate and I have gotten to see each other through the magic of mobile phones and pictures lately, because as I mentioned at the top of the show, Kate, you volunteered to be yoga accountability partner with me this month. How has it been for you? You're not new to yoga. So how has this dailiness been every day of January for you? Well, I'm not new to yoga at all. But I was talking with a friend about this and I was like, yoga's on my resume, but have I done it in five years? No. (laughs) It's not something that I've been actively doing. You know, since having my son, I've just found it really hard to find the time and frankly, the headspace to say, I'm going to check out for, you know, the hour to hour and a half it takes to get to a yoga class. And it's just not something that's happening in my life right now. And I really miss it. And I've been, you know, aging like we all are, getting a little creakier. <laughs> and so I think it's been really helpful. I was noticing this morning that some of the poses are so simple and I feel them so much. No part mm. of it is hard, but I think, have I stretched my body in this way in a decade? Right. Maybe yes. I needed that. So yes. I found it to be really helping me get back in tune with some of the functions of my body that I think I had forgotten about. So it's been really nice. And really, we had one the other day, Meg, that I was like, this is a delicious day. It was great. I started, I was like, go back to this one. This is a great, so nice. Yeah. So some of them are really hard, but a lot of them are just, I can kind of check out Yeah. In terms of feeling like this is going to be really challenging and just think, okay, I'm going to go for it. See how I'm feeling. Absolutely. It has been so life-changing for me. And also truly having an accountability partner. Like I said, we check in daily. We send each other selfies when we're done just to kind of mark the day that we did it, kind of chit chat about the practice of the day. That's made a huge difference too, to have somebody that I know is going to be like, mm, did she do it? Plus you're an Enneagram three. So I don't want to let you down. I don't want to be incompetent, you know. So you, have to, you have to show up. You said you show up. You have to show up. Yes. I'm very tight. Yes. Yeah. 
perfect accountability partner. Get you an Enneagram 3 to be your accountability partner in anything in life. Okay, well, we want to talk about money. We are excited to talk about money. It's a great time of year to talk about money. We're going to do that in just a few minutes. But first, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. If you're new to Sort of Awesome, Awesome of the Week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever is making life a little more awesome right now. It could be a book or a TV show, maybe a movie or a podcast, a product that we're loving. Whatever's bringing that gold sparkle to our days. Kate, what do you have for us this week? I have a product called Super Cubes. Mm, tell me more. Super S-O-U-P-E-R. Okay. And these are giant silicone ice cube trays. Okay. Have you heard of them? Yes. I think Julie has mentioned these on the show, or maybe she's just texted me about them sometimes. All the time, my life is blurred between what, what we talk about on mic and what happens off mic. So tell me more. Well, it feels like a very awesome thing. So all morning, I've been like, I don't know if we've discussed it. But regardless, probably worth discussing again, because I yes. think they're, they're so great. So my sister, Laura, gave them to me as a gift. They are transformative in terms of my leftover management systems. They're great. So they're silicone ice cube trays, essentially with very large cube sizes. So it's, okay. about, you can get one cup or two cup. I have the one cup set and you can freeze your leftovers in portions in these trays. I have a silicone muffin tin that kind of like flops in the oven and all my muffins and cupcakes come out kind of crooked. These yeah. are structured, so they don't do that. So you Oh, okay. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. The silicone I have used in the past has been kind of floppy, but you're saying like, this has some structure to it. This is going to keep everything together. Exactly. So you don't have to worry about balancing it exactly right. It has to be flat. Got it. To be, you know, yes. nothing's going to flop like my bad muffin tip. Yeah. You can put your leftovers in it, freeze it, and then pop out the single serving, whatever it is that you've done. So I've been doing this all winter and it has really changed up my lunch game and it's really changed up. <laughs> I work from home, but I have my office is under three miles away. So there's no yeah. reason why I... I'm not going to the office other than I don't feel like getting dressed. <laughs> but a major part of what makes it hard for me to get out of the house is thinking about packing lunch. And now mm. I have these ready to go lunches. These I make a lot of soups. Yes. So all these soups that are right. already to go, I don't have to worry about, you know, when you use Tupperware, sometimes you get one and a half times a portion. I just don't have Tupperware that is the right amount to freeze things in. Right. Yes. It's really hard for me to manage when I use Tupperware. But when I have these, I say, okay, this is one cup. I know exactly how Perfect. much soup I'm getting. That's Perfect. what I want. Stick it in something that I can cook it in, call it a day. Yeah. Also make casseroles right in the super cube. So you can bake what? With the super cube. I know. What? From oven to freezer? Mm -hmm. This is the stuff daydreams are made of. <laughs> I'm telling you, it seems so silly because it's just an ice cube tray, but the portion management and the not having to deal with the Tupperware is just so great. It's so great. Yes. So you can make your family casserole and then instead of having leftovers that you have to, you know, right. eat it by day three, what are you going to do? You right. just put the leftovers in the Brilliant. cube. There you go. Great for after school snacks for your kids. Great for whatever it is. You just don't have to do the work of portioning it out and figuring out how not to waste the food that you yes. spend time and energy cooking. So really great it. for me. Yes. So smart. Leftovers are always, I think they're such a bugaboo for every 
person who cooks meals, whether it's for yourself, for your family? What do I do? Do I put it in the fridge and hope someone's going to eat it sometime? Do we freeze it? Will we ever get it out? There's so many things with the food management. This sounds like an incredibly awesome solution. Yeah, I love them. They've really changed my lunches and how much energy I have to put into thinking about not wasting food. Yeah, love it. We will have links in the show notes for you guys to check out Super Cubes as well. My awesome of the week this week, Kate, is a Spotify playlist. You know, we love a Spotify playlist. And this one I randomly came across in the comments of a TikTok. I don't know, some random TikTok had come up on my FYP. And it was like, it had a really fun, upbeat song to it. In the comments, somebody had said, where's that song from? I want more songs like this in my life. And some other rando TikToker had commented back, check out the I'm Thriving playlist on Spotify. Now, Kate, I'm never one to pass up a good Spotify recommendation. Mm -hmm. We share Spotify playlists a lot in this sort of awesome hangout. We have a superstar awesome named Shell who is brilliant at creating a playlist. So we're all about the Spotify playlist. So I went over and checked out this playlist and oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with it. I have been listening to it nonstop since January hit. Again, it's called I'm Thriving. If you are into the affirmations thing, if you are into the self-love and self-empowerment and you like that, you like to read it, maybe you use it in your meditation practice, whatever, but you kind of want something that's a little less serious about it. If you want something that's Uh a lot more fun and funky and just kind of plays with it. Kate, this playlist is amazing. I tried to pass it on to my teenage daughters. They were not as into it (laughs) as I am. (laughs) Usually they are giving me uh, Spotify recommendations and I'm open-minded. I like it. They're not as open-minded as I am. But this playlist is so fun. If you just want to get in that positive mindset when you're driving around town, when you're folding laundry, when you're taking the dog for a walk, whatever it is, you just want something positive to get you into that right frame of mind, that right mindset, go check out the I'm Thriving playlist. It has over 100,000 followers of the playlist. All right. It is a big deal. There are over 60 songs on it. The titles are like, good, good energy, step into my power. Let's see, what else? How good can it get? Cellular upgrade. It's so fun. It's so positive. It's so upbeat. And it just kind of reinforces that positivity that you want to take into the day. So I I love that. I'm not a big Spotify person, but we do Apple Music. And when I'm getting ready in the morning, I listen to there's a confidence boost playlist. Okay. So I really understand if you just turn on the music, it sets the stage for the day. I love that. Yes, exactly. I'll put a link in the show notes for you guys to go check out that playlist if you'd like to. And yeah, just lots of fun. Those are our awesomes of the week. We'll have links in the show notes, but we always love to hear what is awesome in your life right now. And we do share those in our awesome communities. Like I said, at the top of the show, come find us in the Sort of Awesome Hangout on Facebook, where we talk about awesomes of the week every single Friday. Also on Instagram, we are having so much fun and our community is growing and thriving on Instagram. If you haven't joined us or if it's been a long time since you've checked us out on Instagram, go find us at Sort of Awesome Show. We are having so much fun with our Instagram community of awesomes as well. So Kate and I have a lot and it's actually going to be, I'm just going to put this microphone right in Kate's 
hands. We can trust her with this. We have so much money talk. And I promise you guys, it's going to be awesome money talk. And we're going to get to all of that when we come right back. Hey, awesomes. One of the most exciting things about a new year is that you have no idea what adventures are in store for you from new travel experiences to new jobs or just picking up some new skills. There's no better way to prepare for 2023 than by learning a new language with Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can feel confident no matter where the new year takes you. As I have told you guys, I'm working on brushing up my Spanish this year. Yes, Babbel has tons of languages you can choose from, but Spanish feels like home base for me. I love, I love that the lessons are short enough that I feel like I can build a new language learning habit so easily and just tuck it into my everyday rhythms and routines. That's because with Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having actual real life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I have tried tons of other language learning apps. Most of them use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts, and they're voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and your accent. And there's so many ways to learn with Babbel. Yes, you get lessons, but you can also access podcasts, games, videos, stories. They even offer live classes, and plus it all comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So you can start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. And right now, you guys get up to 55% off of your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash awesome. That's babbel.com slash awesome for up to 55% off of your subscription. Babbel, it's a language for life. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, we are back. And as I said at the top of the show, my dear friend Kate is here back on Sorta Awesome. And again, Kate is the author of the book 20s in Your Pocket. It's a 20-somethings guide to money management. Again, could be great for anybody who needs just some beginner support. It's an amazing overview of all kinds of topics that you need to know when you're first starting out about how to manage money. But we're going to go a little bit beyond that today, beyond the beginner stuff, because we want to talk about how to think about our financial goals in 2023. Again, it's the top of the year. We're dreaming about, we're creating the energy that we want for the year ahead. And we don't want to avoid the topic of money, even though sometimes it is in the avoiding that the money stress becomes worse and worse, right? Yeah. I was thinking about this last night. It's a bit like going to the doctor, right? That it's not especially fun to do. And you're really afraid that you'll hear something terrible or that you'll learn Mm. something. But it's also not like going to the doctor at all because you have control over your health in a way that you don't always have control over your health. So it's not always the most fun. It's not always going to give you 
great news, but sometimes it will. And the best part of taking control of your finances is that if financial stress is a chronic issue for you, if this is something that ignoring your finances gives you a long-term stressor in your life, you can remove that stressor. And I know it can seem like such a hurdle, but the choice is facing it one time. Start of the year, January is a great time. Face it, make some choices, make some changes and remove that stressor. Or you can choose to live with that stressor and put it off for another year. Your choice. I'm trying to be very yoga. It feels better for you, right? Yes. Make the choice that you need to do, but you can lower some of the fear and some of the stress. Just figure out what's going on. Take an assessment. Just figure out your baseline. It's so true. I love your very yoga approach. Like (laughs) you can make accommodations for whatever feels right for you. I actually had a similar conversation with one of my teenagers the other day who was absolutely dreading a specific class and she was begging me, begging me, begging me, can I stay home tomorrow? Like she just did not want to go to this class, but it was because they were going to be doing something that she was going to have to do for this class eventually. No amount of missing a class meeting of this class was going Mm -hmm. to get her out of doing this project. And so I was trying to talk to her about that, how it can feel so good in the moment to have that temporary relief of like, okay, I don't have to go tomorrow. I don't have to deal with it tomorrow. But that every time we push away from the thing that we're dreading doing that we don't want to do, that we're actually we're making it so much harder for our future selves that it's Mm -hmm. just layer upon layer of stress. And that I challenged her, encouraged her to go and volunteer to be one of the first ones and get it out of the way as a gift to her future self. So I think this is kind of a similar situation. Like you said, it can feel really stressful to sit down at one point. Maybe it's January, maybe it's just sometime on the horizon for you. But if we can frame it as a gift to our future selves to deal with this now, what a precious gift. What a wonderful thing we can give to ourselves by dealing with it. Exactly. And the other thing that you said earlier, the word that you said was empowering. And I truly think taking stock of what's going on and knowing that you can make any choice that you want about your finances. You can make any choice that you want. And knowing that you can determine the direction of your finances starting today, moving forward, you can make completely different choices than you've made in the past. You are empowered. You can do whatever you need. You don't have to continue in the patterns that your parents set. You don't have to continue in the patterns that you set. You can change anything that's not working for you. So it can be such a big hurdle, but it also is something that is completely within your control. And there are resources, there are people that you can talk to for free, you can pay for support, you can read books. I wrote a book, you know, and you Mm -hmm. can talk to me in the hangout, right? There are support groups, there are Facebook groups, there are so many people, everyone in the world has to manage their money. So you're in a very large group of people (laughs) who are managing. Yes, yes. But not everyone gets to manage it with an awesome mindset. And that's what we're going to talk about for 2023. So again, I'm just going to put this microphone, the proverbial microphone in your hands and let's get into it. Where would you have us even start for 2023? So my every single year, this is my first piece of recommendation. Any year, I'm going to give this same advice every year. If you have access to a match through your work, a retirement match through your work. So a 401k or a 403b usually, make sure that you are getting that match. So 
job says you have to put in 5% and then we will match 5%. That is free money. Make sure you're doing that. That is the easiest way to give yourself free money. And if you're not meeting the match, you're essentially not getting all of your benefits. You're not being paid the amount that you have earned. Right. So that's going to be my advice forever. The first thing that you should do, check out your retirement contributions. Make sure your partner checks out their retirement contributions. Make sure you're getting the full match because it's the easiest way to make more money. Absolutely. You know, say yes to the free money that's being offered you. That's so true. And I had never thought about it in those terms of if you are not taking full advantage of that, then you're not taking full advantage of the compensation package that you agree to when you joined the team that you're on or the company that you're with. So yeah, honor that commitment that you made to yourself and get that full match going. That's so smart. And that's such an easy thing to do too. That's sort of one and done decision that you can make right at the top to kind of get the momentum going in your favor, right? Yeah, it's going to take less than 15 minutes. Yeah, that can make a huge difference in your financial life going forward. And it's going to be less than 15 minutes one time. Exactly. Great gift to yourself on down the road. Okay, what's next? Okay, so next, I have two kind of very technical pieces of advice. And then the rest of it's a little squishier. This one is also pretty technical. And it is that you should focus this year and maybe next year on building an emergency fund. And part of why I want to highlight this is because there are always studies saying, if there's an emergency, a huge amount of Americans don't have $400 cash on hand in their bank account. And oh, no, people are so unprepared, right? I read studies like this all the time. So it's really common that people don't have any kind of savings at all. And I think that the personal finance industry has done people a big disservice because the traditional advice, I might've even given you this advice if the first time I was on Sort of Awesome was to have three to six months worth Mm, expenditures saved up. I've heard that number many times, many times in my adult life that that's the number you should be working towards. That's a brutal number for so many reasons because first of all, it's hard to even figure out what that number is. Do you know what three to six months worth of expenses are? I don't. And this is my field, right? That is a really hard number to come up with. You have to do a lot of math and a lot of tracking to even come up with that number. So in 2019, a data-driven peer-reviewed study came out that is transformative for this topic. It said essentially that the goal of having an emergency fund is to prevent a debt spiral. So a debt spiral is when something happens, you know, your car breaks, something happens, you can't afford to pay for it. And it turns into you took out a high interest loan and now you can't afford the high interest loan or your car got repossessed and now you can't go to work and now you've lost your job. So things just get worse and worse and worse. It's a snowball of financial problems that all stemmed from one emergency that you couldn't handle. Yeah. And so the data says that if you have about $2,500 in cash, that is enough to prevent a debt spiral. And that's really the goal. The first goal in terms of building yourself a cushion is to say, I need to be able to dig myself out of a hole. I need to be able to not lose my job because my car got damaged or whatever. I need to be able to have a little bit of a cushion to keep things going and not have kind of a financial crisis. So $2,500 is still a lot of money, but it's way, way easier to deal with than three to six months worth of expenses. 
Absolutely. And as we're talking about just the mindset part of it all, if you hear three to six months, for many, many, many people, that feels so unattainable. It's like, how could I even start? Where would I even start? $2,500, like you said, is not a small amount of money. It's not a small chunk of change, but it maybe feels more attainable for just those last minute crises that just come up that you do not know are going to happen. That's so smart. And it really does make it feel like, okay, that's a number I could work towards. Yes, exactly. So, you know, if you think about saying, okay, I'm going to do $100 a month for two years. An emergency fund isn't something that you need to have immediately, hopefully. You need to have immediately or that you need to plan on long term. It's a cushion and it should be kind of a revolving door. An emergency comes up, you have your fund, you spend it, and then you build it back up. So if it takes you four years, if it takes you two years to build this initial cushion, that's okay because it's not meant to be a static block of money. It's supposed to be something that you use when you need it. Okay. Loving that. Anything that can make the topic just feel a little more approachable, a little bit more doable. I'm into it for sure. Okay. Well, what's next on the list? Okay. So my next piece of advice is to buy a lottery ticket. Really? (laughs) Yes. So what I recommend is that you buy a lottery ticket either with your partner and go on a date night, get some pizza and a beer bring your lottery ticket or buy a lottery ticket on your own Uh and have a lottery ticket date with yourself or with your partner. Talk about what you're going to do once you win the lottery because you just bought a ticket. So obviously you're going to win, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh What are you going to do, right? What are you going to deal with in your immediate life? Are you going to pay off some debt? Are you going to pay down your mortgage? Are you going to buy a new car? What are you going to do? What are the priorities in your first life? in your immediate life that you've already had set up. Yeah. Right. And then are there things that you want to save for? Do you want to pay for your kids and your grandkids and all your nieces and nephews to go to college? Do you want to really beef up your retirement funds? Do you want to save for a bigger house or just buy a bigger house? What do you want to splurge on? Do you want a yacht? You just won the lottery. You can have a yacht, right? Yeah. Uh Do you want to travel the world? Do you want to do an RV trip around the country? Do you want to buy a horse farm, right? All these things. What do you want to do with your gajillion dollars that you just got? Uh And then finally, who do you want to give money to if you feel like you want to give to charitable causes or family and friends? What would you do if you had all this money? Mm-hmm. which all of this is fun, right? All of this yes. is really fun to think about and to say like, I can't wait to have my new horse farm. Got to learn how to ride a horse. <laughs> yes. Right? What is great about this is that it helps you and your partner to figure out what your goals and your priorities are. So there are going to be some things that are probably not attainable, right? I'm mm-hmm. probably never going to have a yacht unless I actually do win the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> but... There are some things that my husband and I have talked about on our dates that are attainable for us and that it really helps us figure out what our priorities are. What would we do? And some of them are things that we can have them if we start planning now. Yeah. So it's a fun way to say, hey, these are the things that we care about. These are our goals. These are our priorities. These are the things that we want. And some of these do we want to make this a goal? Do we want to make this a thing that we right. actually go for? 
which, you know, they may or may not happen. We definitely won't be able to buy them next week, but that doesn't mean that we can't hope to get them in 10 years. And the only way we're going to do that is to start now. So this is a really fun way, I think, to kind of give yourself permission to dream, but also helps you get your financial ducks in a row in terms of what do you want? What do you want money for? What do you want to spend your money on? Where do you want to go in the future? And I think it's really fun. I was talking with my husband about this last night and he was like, that's so smart. And I was like, honey, why do you buy lottery tickets and go come out? And he was like, I thought it was just for fun. And I was like, yeah, and he was like, well, maybe because maybe we would win. And I was like, yeah, maybe we'll win, honey. But also it's to talk about. <laughs> oh, my gosh. When I, because you gave me a preview of your notes and when I saw buy a lottery ticket, I thought this was going to be like a metaphor, but you're like, no, no. literally buy a lottery ticket. Yes, literally go buy a lottery ticket. It's worth it to spend $2 to get your financial priorities in order to have a difficult conversation in a fun way. It's worth $2. Exactly. To have it in a fun, dreamy way. You're totally starting out with a positive mindset from the start because you're like, we have all this money. So now what do we do? I love that idea. And also, if an awesome does buy a lottery ticket and wins the lottery, maybe they should send you a little cut for the inspiration. Oh, I, honestly, I don't know if you're about lottery fee. winners, but it doesn't actually sound that fun to me. Oh my goodness. That is so fun. And I do think that so much of what we feel around money. I mean, so much of the decisions we make about money comes from a feeling placed first. And that's true for a lot of things in life. I think maybe we're more sensitive to it when it comes to big feeling topics like money. Mm -hmm. And so if we can bring ourselves and our partners, if you have a partner, then you obviously know finances are very interconnected in that way. And so if you can just start the whole thing out in a fun and daydreamy way, all the better for translating that into making some real life decisions. Yeah, exactly. That is so fun. Again, yoga, play. See yes, play feel, around right? with it. Yeah, yes. have a little fun. It doesn't all have to be spreadsheets. That's so true. Although there are plenty of people who love their spreadsheets. I so. love spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> but even for those of us non-spreadsheet people, it can still be fun to play around with money and dreams. So Kate, these have been so fun and I know you have a ton more to share with us. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come right back, we will be talking more about money, money decisions and money mindset with Kate Nixon and Ania when we come right back. Okay, let's take a minute to talk to the grown-up awesomes who are listening because you know one of our favorite sponsors is back this week. Let's talk about for you. Friends, right now, think about some of the best sexual experiences you've ever had. Now, imagine that those experiences could be even better with products that were designed to naturally enhance sexual pleasure and give you access to bigger and better orgasms, solo or with a partner. Remember, Foria is using all natural and plant-based ingredients to intensify sexual pleasure and relieve discomfort. And that's why they have a serious, devoted, 
loyal following with tens of thousands of people, including lots and lots of you awesomes who have had their sex lives transformed through Foria's products. Now, you know, I'm always going to point you over to Foria's arousal oil. It's called Awaken, and it's this really amazing warm up that uses CBD and warming sensation inducing organic botanicals that enhance arousal sensitivity, pleasure, access to orgasm, and best of all, it helps with discomfort. If you've already tried the Awaken Arousal Oil, may I also suggest you add in the sex oil. It's the perfect combo for peak pleasure. So you guys, you have my permission to try this. I fully endorse you to go ahead and treat yourself to more deeper fuller pleasure whenever you can find it and as often as possible. And you can start with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal just for you awesomes. Get 20% off of your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash awesome or just use code awesome at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash awesome for 20% off of your first order. I do recommend trying that Awaken Arousal Oil and the Sex Oil. You'll thank me later. Okay, we are back. And today we are talking all about how we can be more awesome with money, thinking about money, making decisions about money. In 2023, I'm here with Kate Nixon, Anania, and she is bringing us all the awesome that we need for this conversation. Okay, so we've kind of talked through some more practical things in terms of, you know, our our 401ks and emergency funds. And we've been dreaming with ourselves or with our partner about winning that lottery. What's next on your list? Well, a little less fun than winning the lottery. Something good to do this year is to pretend that you're dead. So a little Shavasana. (laughs) Yes. Pretend that you're dead. And part of why I'm bringing this up is because for many of these things that I'm about to talk about, the longer you wait, it can become impossible really difficult or impossible to put some of these plans in place as you age. So things like life Mm. insurance, long-term care insurance. It took me five years to get life insurance because I had to go through a million hoops. And the older I get, the more likely it is that I'm going to have health issues crop up and it's going to be harder and more expensive for me in the future. So this isn't as fun as playing the lottery, but the sooner you do it, the less stress it can be down the road. And I do want to really emphasize that this is especially important to think about what would happen if you were dead, if you have dependents, if you have people that are relying on you and your income. Yes. The only thing worse than being dead is being dead and leaving your family without resources. Mm, Yes. It's just something to think about. Not very fun, but it is adulting at the highest gold star level that you can get. Yes, absolutely. So what does this look like if we break it down, if we're envisioning like, okay, what if this is the year that I die? What experience do I want my family to have in my passing when it comes to money? Because as anybody has had a loved one pass away, you know, immediately there has to be, there's very practical, pragmatic decisions that have to be made involving money. So where do we even start with that? Yeah. So I think the first thing is to spend a little time saying, okay, so what would my family do? right? If you are the primary breadwinner, do you have enough life insurance to replace at least your income? If you're planning on life insurance, you should have enough to replace your income while your children are still dependents. You should have enough to pay for a funeral. So I obviously expect a huge party. So I want like a $15,000, $20,000 
cushion in there so that there's a big, big party budget. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lobster. It's going to be great. Yes. Right. <laughs> and also a big cushion so that, you know, your partner has time to grieve and mourn and not worry about money for a while. But it is important to think about what your family would do. Also, if you're not a breadwinner, are you a caregiver? How much would it cost to replace you and the work that you do as a caregiver, either of elderly people or of children? If you're a stay-at-home mom, listen, nannies aren't cheap. That's for sure. Childcare is not inexpensive. And so if you think, well, I'm not bringing income, I don't need life insurance. Well, think again, what's your partner going to do? So I think putting a value on what it would cost to outsource everything you do in a day. Both, it's also kind of empowering to say like, look, I'm making millions this year, right? <laughs> right. You know, yes. with all of my invisible labor, but also realistically, your labor would have to be replaced somehow. What would that cost? How would that look for your family if you were no longer around? Very closely tied in, do you have a will? Especially if you have kids, it's very, very important to make sure that you name guardians for your kids. I do have a resource for the awesomes. My very good friend and awesome Jen Kidwell is an attorney and also a pastor. And she has a workbook that she sells that you can fill out before you go to the lawyer. So oh. rather than talking through kind of the basics with the lawyer and paying the lawyer the hourly rate of a mm -hmm. lawyer, you can mm -hmm. do this workbook ahead of time. And it's very values-based. She does have a pastoral background. So it's very values-based. It kind of helps you sort out what's important to you when you're making these decisions. So you can right. work through these, bring it to the lawyer and save some time and some money when you actually get to the legal yeah. portion of putting yeah. the will together. Okay, so smart. We will definitely have a link in the show notes for you guys to go and check out that resource. That sounds incredible. I think a lot of the mental and emotional work of getting a will put together is just even not knowing what to expect in the process, what kind of decisions you're going to have to make. So if you can have something that helps you build that groundwork first, yeah. so that you are prepared for those conversations, you don't feel caught off guard by some of the questions you're going to need to answer. That's going to, again, help build that momentum towards now we can mark this off of our list. We have accomplished this very adult thing. Yeah, very adult. And again, not that fun, but also really important, especially if you have kids. Yes. And then the other things to think about are other kinds of insurance. We talked about life insurance. If your work offers disability insurance, do you have enough? Can you supplement it? Because, you know, Meg, as you and I know, caregiving is no joke. And it's very expensive yeah. to have mm -hmm. someone outside of the family to come in and help with basic caregiving. And then finally, is it time to think about long-term care insurance? So I'm 37 and I have long-term care insurance. And long-term care insurance is for elderly care, not necessarily if you're young and disabled, but if you're older. And it's not always financially the best choice. Oh, okay. It does come with some financial risks. I could have a heart attack, never mm. need long-term care, right? There are all mm -hmm. sorts of reasons why... Financially, mathematically, this might not be the best choice, but there are a number of reasons, and I think they're a little bit more of emotional reasons why it is a good choice. So for my family, we have an only child. I wanted to take any decision-making that I can off of his lap, right? So yeah. whether or not we're ending up losing money on this, the fact that I'm relieving some of the caregiving pressure off of my son 
is worth it to me to spend money now. There are a lot of ways to approach it, but just like life insurance, the earlier you get it, the easier it is for you to get approved. And also cost-wise, it ends out kind of being a wash. If you, I did the math and if I waited a decade to get it, it would be the same as if I get it now. Okay. Because the cost per month is lower now. Okay. It's not always the right choice for every family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say do some research, but I do think that if you are young and you think, wow, I'm really dreading my children having to caregive for me, it's worth doing a little exploring about what you think your elderly years could look like and what you would like them to look like. And if there's any way you can remove some of that future stress off of your children. Okay. I have kind of a basic question about this. Mm -hmm. Is long-term care insurance something that is offered traditionally through like your workplace benefits package, or is it something that you might have to look for like a private independent insurance agent to get connected with? I think both. So my work does not offer it. My husband's work, he's a service member. So the federal government does offer it. Oh, okay. I know that you can buy it on the economy. You know, it's worth just exploring. There are also some different models. So there's kind of a more traditional, you pay every month and then you expect to get a certain amount Mm -hmm. you're giving when you're older. But then there are also models where you essentially buy into a care home for a very large amount of money for like three to $500,000. And then you also pay a relatively lower monthly fee to stay there, but you are guaranteed medical care and a place to live for your entire life. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's a different model. That one has some risks because you're assuming that the company is not going to go bankrupt before. Right. That's before what I was just thinking. That. Yeah. yeah There's some risks <laughs> with these kind of long-term plans. Yeah. So you make sure that you have a company that you feel is financially stable if you're going to start, you know, I'm in my thirties. I really hope, <laughs> really have high hopes that the company that I've gone with is going to be around. So there are different models. There are different ways to approach it. It's kind of a deep dive topic, but I do think it's worth exploring if you are feeling worried, especially if you're looking at your aging parents or aging older family members, and you're thinking, how is this even going to be possible for me? Yes. It's worth looking into and just kind of exploring the space of what can you do now to make things easier for your kids and also to kind of let your wishes be known in advance. I want someone other than my children taking care of me. Right. I've made that decision now in my 30s. That's, and part of how I've made that decision is by buying long-term care. Okay. That makes so much sense. And I do think that this is just another example of how making some of these decisions right now genuinely are gifts to ourselves on down the road. And even as you're talking about with our you know, children or any dependents that you might have, approaching it with how can I ease an already stressful, emotionally taxing season of life? How can I make that a little bit easier for my children on down the road? So really smart, really compassionate, and of course, very awesome way to look at it. What else would you like to share with us as we think about our financial goals and our financial lives in 2023? So I think the last thing I'm going to challenge people to do is kind of a two-part one. So I'm going to say it's really more about being curious and having a growth mindset about your finances. So I think, you know, as we talked about a little earlier, there's a lot of feelings that go with money. There's a lot of shame. There's a lot of fear. 
Sometimes there's anger. Sometimes there's a lot of baggage from your childhood. Yeah. There's a lot of embarrassment, I think, about maybe not feeling like you know what you're doing. So I am going to recommend that everyone spend a month or two tracking their spending with some curiosity. Okay. And not just curiosity about where is my money going, but also with curiosity with how do I feel about this? What are my feelings about what's happening in my financial life? And then I want that to be paired with a growth mindset. This is my number one thing. Your financial life is malleable. It's temporary. You can change anything in your financial life. So remembering that you have control and you can make a different decision tomorrow than you made today. What's happening? So the first thing is when you're even thinking about tracking spending, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Are you afraid? Are you excited? Do you see this as an opportunity? What's your baseline, right? How do you even feel about the fact that you're going to be paying more attention to what's going on in your life? And maybe you're someone who budgets all the time and this is not going to be hard for you. But other people don't know where their money's going and that's Mm -hmm. okay. You can't figure out where you want to be unless you know where you are today. Absolutely, yes. Mm -hmm. So it's just curious what's going on, take stock of what's going on. And then as you start tracking your money, you're going to start most of the time people kind of put things into categories, right? This is like the traditional way to budget. You spent this on groceries. I spent this on eating out. When you're looking at the categories, spend some time being curious about how you feel about you're spending in each of those categories. Okay. So if you notice, say you spent $200 on fast food last month and you're having big feelings about this, right? You're feeling guilty and you say, that's terrible. I have no control. Things are terrible. Okay. What are you actually feeling about the fact Mm. that you spent $200 on Mm -hmm. fast food? Are you upset that you spent $200 to feed yourself and your family? Probably not. Right. Right. If that was part of your grocery budget, would those feelings be the same? Mm, Okay. Is it that you spent too much per unit of meal? You paid too much per meal. Okay. Well, that's fixable. You can make different choices next time, buy less expensive meals. You Mm -hmm. can cook at home. You can buy cheaper meals. If you're eating out, that's okay. There's a lot of convenience food that's also inexpensive. That's something that you can fix. Mm -hmm. Is it that? you're upset that you bought fast food and you wish that it was nutritionally better. Would you have the same feelings if it was salmon and asparagus instead right. of burgers, right? Yeah. So if you go through this practice and you're curious and you ask yourself the questions, a lot of times I bet the feelings aren't actually about money at all. Yeah. Right? That's so true. You know, you're looking at this budget. Are you actually upset about the financial things or are you upset about other choices that you've made that you can also change. But it's Mm. not really about the budget. The budget is just a snapshot that kind of puts it into light about the choices that you've made that sometimes don't really feel that great. And again, you have a growth mindset here. So, okay, that's how you did last month. And you've identified whatever it is that's giving you big feelings about sending in that category. And maybe it really is. You spent too much. You couldn't afford it. Okay, well, next month, spend less, right? Yeah. Think about how much you've done. Think about some strategies. You didn't have time to cook. Things were really stressful. What are some alternatives, right? What are some things you can prep yourself for 
make easy decisions for yourself when you come into that situation that you had trouble with last month. What are you going to do this month? Yes. I think that's so good to have that compassionate curiosity towards ourselves and towards our decisions that we have made. As you're talking, it's reminding me so much of something that my friend Jen Hoffman said on Sort of Awesome years ago when she was talking about pain and how when we turn toward our pain instead of away from it in the turning toward the pain that we can listen to what is that pain trying to tell us? And instead of, you know, just trying to like take an ibuprofen or, you know, like whatever, ignore it, push through it. If we really turn towards it and listen that our pain is trying to tell us something. And I think that it's the same as we're looking at our budgets, we're looking at our spending. If we have that kind of notice what's happening in our body, if we've noticed those bad feelings coming to the surface, instead of just berating ourselves, shaming ourselves, or just holding on to that guilt or whatever, but to like really turn towards those negative feelings that are coming up and just kind of ask, like, what's going on with this? What is at the root of this? That you may take that fast food category of your budget and follow the thread to ultimately realize I'm feeling too rushed. I feel like I don't have the time that I need to feed myself or my family the way I want to feed them. It may take you to places where it's like, okay, this is a place where I need support. I need a strategy. I need whatever. The fast food budget was just the symptom on the surface Mm -hmm. that if we follow it, we might find, okay, this is actually speaking to a bigger thing that needs my attention in my life. Exactly. And I will say, you know, I've been coaching for years and years and years and the people that I've coached who have been the most visibly upset about even having to come and talk about their finances, their fear is that they spend money on things that they love, which this is sort of awesome, right? Yes. Within reason, I'm not going to be like, no, don't go to a concert. You know, don't do right. things that bring you joy. Every single time we have managed to say, you love this. This is a priority. Look, here are some other areas that you don't care about as much. So mm. cut back on those areas, right? You can have priorities that bring you joy. You can do things that bring you joy and you can't have everything at all times, right? Like, sorry, you can't have everything at all times, but Sadly, you no. know that there are some things that you care about more than others. And yes. so part of doing this kind of snapshot of your budget is to help you say, I'm spending a lot of money on things that I don't care about. And that's mm. not what I want. I want to spend more money on the things that give me joy. And I want to spend mm-hmm. less money on, you know, whatever it is that is sucking up my resources that I don't want to be spending money on this. This isn't something that I like. So figure out strategies to lower your spending in those areas that are not a priority, that do not bring you joy. You know, the goal of doing this is to help your spending align with your values and align with what you care about in a way so that what you care about and your money are reflections. You know, your money reflects what you love. Yes. Oh, I love it. And that is a very awesome way to think about our money for 2023, for sure. So good. Kate, this has been so wonderful. And I'm so thankful that you bring this. Like you said, you've been working with people for years. You have the book. You have so much wisdom around this. So thank you for your generosity here at the top of the year of bringing this to Sorta Awesome. If people do want to find your book or your work, 
Where can we find you to connect with you? Like I said, you are very active in the Hangout. Where can we find you? The Hangout is good. I have an old blog at this point. It's very old. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? Don't we all have an old blog that lives on the web somewhere? (laughs) Yes. So that's 20sinyourpocket.com. 20s is spelled out. And then my book is on Amazon. It's 20s in your pocket. It is a beginner's guide, so it's not great for everyone. But if you're feeling a little overwhelmed check it out. Good. And you know, if you're like me and you have a young adult getting ready to launch into the world, mine will still be on a pretty strong tether to home. I can promise you that. But it's a great guide to give as you're thinking about the people in your life who are beginning to navigate these adult decisions all by themselves. So I mean, I'm not just raving about it because Kate's my friend and she's on the show, but having read the book, it is really excellent. And it's exactly what I wish somebody would have put in my hands when I was back in my 20s, just a few years ago. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, if you would like to find me on social media, you can find me at Sorta Awesome Meg and all of the places. You can find Sorta Awesome on social media, wherever you are, whatever platform you're on, just search for Sorta Awesome. You'll find us there. If you're talking about the show on social media, give us a little hashtag Sorta Awesome so we can find you. We'd love to join your conversation about our conversations. So if you listen to this entire episode again, you get such a gold star for today. We're really proud of you for thinking through these adult topics and doing it in an awesome way. So awesome. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.